grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you are new to the show, I'll give you a quick rundown of what the show is all about. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. I was always drunk, high, or making terrible decisions. Most of the time, some combination of all three. I am now sober, but still love the crazy conversations that come with being a drinking buddy and reliving all my crazy past stories. Most of the time, I will have a guest which ha- who has some crazy stories of their own, and this week is no exception. I'm joined by my good friend, someone I've known going on almost 20 years now, wow. all the way from L.A., hip-hop artist, Jay Claude. What's going on, man? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going great. Um, promote everything. You got a new album out. Plug that. Push everything right up front, all your social media. Let the people know where they can find you. Uh, yeah, so the new album is In Plain Sight. It just dropped on New Year's Day. Like we were popping champagne when the ball dropped and the album came out. Um, uh, it's available everywhere Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, whatever, iHeartRadio title, um, Deezer for overseas. Uh, yeah, so, and I got a couple other projects. So there's a lot of content you can check out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at jclaud337 um and pretty much you can just google j claude and i'll come up um got that internet presence just google him yeah just just google me baby so um we also got higher learning um which is spelled h-i-y-e-r learning.com that's the website that's my brand that um that i have going it's basically a network of indie professionals, um, up and coming artists that here in LA um, who work together, I try to pull everybody together and, you know, cross promote and do that whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. So that's very similar to the um, all things comedy for comedians, where it's just like a bunch of comedians helping comedians sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what we do. Because it's, it's kind of tough, like when, especially here in LA, like everybody is somebody. Yeah. And you know, it's like who you know, but then also like what I've learned, I've ran into so many people um, who are up and coming like me, who have good quality music. But like when I was fresh here, like you still need a network of people to work with. And so that's kind of like through my travels or whatever, all the information is on the website, higherlearning.com. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. So you are, as you mentioned, in LA now. We met in Daytona Beach, 386, stand up, what's up? 386, uh, what's good? <laughs> um, but you you have been doing music as long as I've known you. I've known you since uh, I was 18, 17, 18, and you've been doing music this whole time. So yeah. what is that experience? Because as the listeners know, I was supposed to go to New York to pursue comedy, and I've talked about that ad nauseum. But what is the experience when you actually like do it? Because you picked up, and then next thing I knew, because I was following you still on social media, next thing I knew... You were in L.A. and you were doing it. Did you go there like, you know, like eyes wide, like I'm this is it. I'm going to make it. Or were you nervous or like just real quick? Take me through that transition as another kid from Daytona who wanted to go to a big city and pursue a passion. 
what was that like, like getting there and just that whole, just that whole thing? Uh, wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a hell of an experience, man. And it's for one, it takes a lot of balls and, you know, it does. (laughs) <laughs> trust me how many people do we know that are still sitting around at razzles being like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it man yeah like oh i'm the next thing out like dude like once you realize and i tell people this whenever i get a chance to go back home and and i get to talk to like some of my younger cousins and people i tell them like remember like the world is bigger than your block yeah so um that's the first step is knowing that there's more out there because you get stuck sometimes in the trap you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's what they call it. Uh, so coming out here was a huge culture shock for me. Um, and I'm still like sort of adjusting to it because I came up in a very religious household and it's Daytona. It's small. You know, I know everybody and everybody kind of knows you Yeah, um, here. You see things you've never seen before. You know, it's Holly weird. Yeah. You know? So I was seeing things for the first time, you know, I'm having conversations with types of people I've never met, you know, I'm seeing concentrated amounts of different ethnicities uh, in one place that I've never even been around, um, besides watching on TV, I don't know anything about their culture. Yeah. Uh, So that, that was a big, that was probably the biggest thing for me, you know, like just I, and then, like, it was crazy because, truth be told, <laughs> when I was on my way here, because I came by myself. Okay, so, yeah. When when did you actually go? Well, it's, uh, I, I came in, like, 2014, 20, because I came to visit for a week, and I had someone that, like, I'd met, because I was working with this punk rock band in Orlando for a bit. And the guitarist, uh, their family was from Brazil. And he had lived here in Cali, him and the drummer. And uh, so they were convincing me. People were telling me, because I've been to New York and done the East Coast thing, Atlanta. And they were like, yo, Jay, like, you should take your music to LA, like to California. Have you ever tried to go over there? And I was like, I've never been to the West Coast. Um, didn't know much about how it was out here. And so they finally convinced me. So I get to come for a week and I stay with one of their family friends. And so she showed me around to all like the touristy spots. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, and that was kind of like, oh, wow. You know, like, oh, this is, you know, the walk of fame and. Yeah. All that, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff that kind of sell you on it, you know? (laughs) So I was. (laughs) (laughs) That was like when we went on vacation in New York a couple of years ago before we decided to move. Like I wanted to go to L.A. for the longest because, you know, me, I've always been doing impressions and dumb shit like that. So I was like, oh, I'll go out there and I'll act and stuff. And I told the story last week when we had KP Burke on. But uh, it was so weird because when we got to New York, my girlfriend now goes every year. So she took me to all the cool spots and like we went to and then I went to like a bunch of the comedy spots at night. Same thing, though. And I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is what yeah. sold me on it. And then when you move there, it's a little yeah. different. It's a little different, dude. Um, so I'm like, okay, boom, you know, we're, we're throwing a party at the, the band house where I'm staying, um, the day before I, my flight. And so, so then I wake up 
catch my flight out here. And I had been talking to someone because I wasn't going to stay with a family friend. I was like, because they were staying like kind of outside the city. So I was, I talked, found someone on Craigslist and I was supposed to stay like right here uh, in Hollywood. Okay. And I get here, you know, by myself, I get here and I'm calling this person whom I've never met, but we've had email and, you know, I have my money with me. I'm ready to like, you know, pay the rent to move in. Nobody picks up. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. No one picked up. Um, I, I then like, I'm talking to people. I'm like emailing, I'm calling, I'm texting. Um, so then I remembered that they had sent me the address. So I'm like, well, maybe something's up. Let me just go. Cause I know they're expecting me. Yeah. So then I'm like telling people, cause I don't even know how to get around the city. You know, like yeah, you've never been there. I've never been, you know, like, so I like navigate myself to the bus to navigate to the area where they were. And I get to the address that they gave me. And it was this like rundown, like apartment, like complex. It was like just studios or whatever, studio apartment complex. And like, I'm like walking through in a sketch as fuck, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> makes daytona look like fucking manhattan beach or something dude it was so crazy and i'm like damn where's this person and i'm going like like passing people's doors and they got their doors open and they're just sitting there like watching tv like now I'm how much because you said you took you navigated to the bus did you how much stuff did you have with you like if you were planning I, on moving well i had i basically had two full like big suitcases okay so, so you're, you're carrying playing. all this around. Yeah, I'm carrying this around. I'm carrying like two big suitcases, my laptop bag over one shoulder, and then my backpack on. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking around like fresh off the plane. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm from Florida. I do music. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's going down. Like, I'm here, baby. Like, you know. <laughs> Where's everybody at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all didn't know, so... And so, like, it's crazy because I didn't find that person. So oh, I'm, shit. Yeah, I didn't find that person. So then I have to get, I go back to the airport. Um, so it was a really rocky start. I go back to the airport and I end up sleeping there, like, for, like, two days. I slept at the airport with my stuff while I was trying to find another place to go. Yeah. So that was the very, very that's, you know, how it all started. Welcome to L.A. <laughs> Yeah, or dreams like, are born or dreams are made, I should say. Yeah, you have to sort of can't let this town this town will like chew you up and spit you out, like they say. But, you know, you got to be tough. You got to be strong and you got to have that drive and the will. Well, and that's the thing, too. We talk about a lot on this podcast, be it with comedians or other musicians or anybody who's chasing a dream. It's weird because there's people who do it as a hobby. And you and I know a lot of those people from you know, Daytona and Orlando and the different places we've lived where it's like, no, it's a hobby. But then there are people who want to do it for real. And those are the people where it's like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, I'm still going yeah. to do this. And that's a weird thing that it's hard to to translate that, I think, for a lot of people, because, you know, I've got people in my family who just work normal jobs and they've got their family and they're like, they're cool with that. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah but I'm doing something else. And they're right. like, yeah, but right. you what? 
you wait tables and then you do comedy like that's not a life and it's like no that's the only life like that's the only yeah. like i'll be poor the rest of my life as long as i can perform comedy like to people like yeah. i don't care you do what you love you know? yeah and that's the same thing with the music thing it's like yeah we don't the plan isn't to you know be doing shows in random bars and stuff the rest of my life the, sh the plan is to make something happen but at the same time, it's like, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Like, I'd rather do that than fucking work behind a desk all day. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's at the same time, it's just like, that's not how we're wired. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Case in point, you're sitting in the LA, LAX with four different bags. Like, I guess <laughs> I got to find a new place to live. I'm not going home. <laughs> right. I'm well, already here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that uh, you know, and it, it started to turn, but there were there's a lot that happened. Um, you know, I I stayed with some sketch characters, man. Like yeah, you know, just sort of getting my footing, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's still like it's still like uh, a situation where you know things can be pretty precarious, especially in a time like this. Yeah, for um, sure. most things are shut down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you're not, we were talking about this before we started recording, but you're not doing anything really in L.A. as far as performing right now because of the pandemic. Everything's completely shut down. Right. So, like, last or 2019, um, because I had I was here and I kind of had traveled a bit. So I was here at that time in, like, 2014, 15. I was bouncing back and forth between here and Vegas because my cousin um shout out to cj and improve you management um what fitness. up cj shouts out yeah man uh he was opening a boxing gym he ended up buying a boxing gym in vegas johnny oh, tokos damn. yeah and so for a few years i was bouncing back and forth helping him like get it started like, i actually actually helped build two boxing rings so i like now <laughs> know how to do that yeah <laughs> that's so the that weirdest was, thing about what we do like i i was telling someone at work this the, last night because two nights ago i was at a place called the wormhole in savannah where dave Chappelle has performed and kyle canane and like all sorts of these like comedians that i really look up to and i'm performing there on the stage says wormhole behind me and i'm doing really well and then literally like 24 hours later i'm getting screamed at by a guest in my restaurant and i'm like what the fuck is this life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like I you're mean, doing shows and then you're going to build boxing rings and you're like, I didn't. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, you know. And it's it's just um, you know, but I wouldn't trade that experience for anything, you know. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's just fucking crazy, man. You never know. So yeah, you know, you, I bounce. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, like, I was bouncing back and forth, like, and that happened, like, maybe two, three times between here and I go to Vegas for a few months um, to help my cousin, like, get situated. And then he was kind of situated. So then I'd come back and got to find work again, a place to stay again. Oh, but, shit. So you would just pick up and go, like, with all your stuff. Yeah. Damn. Because yeah, I'd be there for, like, four months at a time. Yeah. That, that, well, because I was going to say, because... That's one of the weird things is when you're first starting out in a new area and you don't know that many people inside. And I've moved a bunch, obviously, with my drinking and rehab and getting in trouble and stuff. I've moved all over. And so it's weird because you like show up 
And then you're just like, I guess I'm moving again. Like, I'm not going to pay rent at two different places. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. So it's like, right. I guess I'm just going to leave again. And that's a weird light, like a nomad life to live because we yeah. can do, you can do music anywhere as long as you have your laptop and I can do comedy anywhere as long as there's a mic and a stage and people who want to hear it. So it's like, I don't really care. Like I've slept on couches, floors, jail cells. Like it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, dude. For sure. Yeah. Same. <laughs> it's so bizarre because, you know, on the show, we talk a lot about drinking stories and stuff, but you and I have had, we've gotten <laughs> wasted together. Yeah. Back in yeah, the day, dude. back in Daytona. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, just, I was going to say, do you remember the La Quinta Inn? I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> and it's like, it's not much of my story, but it's partly my story, but it's mostly your story because, you know. I don't remember a lot of that night. I remember Foolish came over with Heather and Orange Juice was involved. A friend of mine was there. And I remember we were sitting in the bathroom all night because like something was going on with his girlfriend or my girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. And I probably snapped. I'm sure I snapped because back then when I used to drink a lot, I'd fucking go nuts and try to fight everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. And then I remember when I moved to Oklahoma City to live with my cousin Tom for a little while. I remember one night I got like wasted and you had posted something on social media. Uh, this was in 2013, but you were doing like a big show or something. And I remember I was like, oh, I wonder what Jay Claude's up to, man. So I started like texting with you and we had like a whole conversation. I wake up the next day, don't even remember it. Then I look at my phone and I was like, fuck like i was trying to book a comedy music show with you and stuff and i was oh, like shit, oh my I'm god i don't bro. even remember doing that <laughs> i'm thinking like, I'm, i was so drunk and i was committing to like dates and times and i was like yeah man we should totally make this happen <laughs> <laughs> that's great that is oh man we yeah. used to oh we used to get fucked up yeah dude i didn't even know that i was trespassed from la quinta Oh, really? Yeah, dude, because of that, that was it a New Year's Eve party or something that. Yeah, I remember we I don't really remember much what happened. Do you remember what went down? I just remember, I believe you might have threw up everywhere or something. OK, yeah, that makes sense. I I, <laughs> I take that. Yeah. And there was <laughs> a, a few people like there was just like puking and just but like i don't remember anything really getting like broken or anything but i guess the place was just really trashed okay and it wasn't until like later i think i tried to go back and book a room there because i was like oh you know that was a cool place i like the way the room was set up and yeah then i found out that i was trespassed for a year oh shit yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, God, that's well, it's weird, too, because like being at bars and drinking and stuff is is a really good way to network. Obviously, as you know, in music, there's, you know, whatever yeah. club you're performing at or venue, a lot of times everyone's just kind of hanging out drinking. It's the same thing with comedy, but it can be beneficial like in other ways. I know one of the stories you sent me was you just went to Dave and Buster's to have a beer and you ended up with like this huge opportunity. And I didn't know if you wanted to share that story. Uh, what happened yeah, there. yeah. So it's, it's interesting. So like outside of music, I'm also a chef. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I've worked with like Chef Ludo. 
I've op helped open a restaurant at Universal City Walk here. Um, I've worked for some prettiest people that worked for Gordon Ramsay. Um, it's kind of like how I, like I didn't go to culinary school, but obviously the restaurant and service industry is like hand in hand with entertainment because the schedules can be flexible. And That's, I tell like people that, that all the know. time. But I mean, I've worked with, you know, all kinds of people. So, um, so I was, I was working at the Hollywood Bowl here and, and that's like a performance venue, but I was doing like, uh, working in the kitchen and like doing the food for like, I think we had like Mary J. Blige perform and stuff. So oh, shit. yeah, just kind of just staying around it any way I could, you know? Yeah. For and sure. I'm, I'm at Dave and Buster's. It's Thursday night football. Um, I believe it was a Raiders game. I'm a Raiders fan. <laughs> uh, I remember <laughs> you had that old Moss jersey. Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, go Raiders. Better luck next. Uh, better luck next year. Uh, so I'm sitting there, and I'm at the bar, and this guy comes and sit next to me. And so, like after a bit, you just start talking to people. You know, like yeah. I'm always like just. You know, I would go and just talk to people, whatever. And we strike up a conversation and he tells me that, you know, what he does. And he's like a, a like a director of finance for this company. Um, and yeah, so we're, I'm telling him how I came from Florida and, you know, just like a dollar in a dream kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and he's telling me like he was... Uh, going back and forth from New York and, 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 um, you know, a little bit like how he understood, you know, kind of like the struggle and people moving to the city to try to like achieve something. At the time, the, the Hollywood bowl is like a seasonal thing. So the season was basically over. It was about to end because it ends in like October. And then I was going to be back looking for a job because you have to wait until the next season starts. Yeah, for sure. But they don't really set you up with anything in between time. They're just like, all right, we'll see you in six months. Yeah. you know. So good luck, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like here, you know, I should be probably saving my money, but here I am at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way, man. You can always make more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here I am there. And so by the end of it, I buy him a beer and stuff and we're just chatting it up man and yeah next thing you know like he gives me his card and he's like yeah so I do this for this company and yeah I basically had an interview right there oh that's um, awesome it was it was so cool and then like I I still work for that company um uh which we're on like a, a leave right now because of COVID but it was basically it was like, like a huge opportunity it came with all the the stuff that your parents tell you with the benefits and yeah, you know. for sure. Which is something we're not accustomed to chasing what we're chasing because a lot of the times the jobs we get are like, you know, you're going to work, you know, you might work 20 hours, you might work 60 hours. You don't know what's going to happen yeah. and no benefits you're getting, you know, you're getting paid, whatever. And it's so, it's, it's so interesting because to have like that kind of almost security, but still, is it still flexible enough for you to pursue music? Well, obviously you just put out an album. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting because towards right before uh, COVID hit, I was a bit struggling with the fact that, okay, 
because the position that I have is pretty demanding. Yeah. And it was requiring a lot for me. It's very involved. I had to, I was in charge of a lot. And I mean, and it's like Hollywood and a lot of people come to the place and, you know, we had like celebrities come and, and different things. So what I was doing was like in charge of something like pretty important. Yeah. So it was sort of cutting into what I was doing. But the schedule that I had worked out is basically like no sleep. So I would like start at four in the morning. Okay. Um, and then I'd be off by noon or so. So that allowed me to like still record and stuff, do afternoon stuff. But in 2019, when I was doing shows still, I would do a show at like 11 at night, you know, and I'm getting out of there. I'm literally like getting off stage. I'm taking off whatever I wore to perform and I'm going to work, you know, by this oh, yeah. time, yeah. you know, so <laughs> it was definitely a, a special kind of grind um, to hold a position like that and still, you know, chase my dream. Well, and that's awesome, too, because it's just that doesn't happen very often. And that's the thing that I run into now with work because I work in a night restaurant and it's a nicer, fancier place. And so it's one of those things where I talked to because I used to work at a breakfast place forever and it was perfect because I would work at the breakfast place. And then I took like three or four years, oh, three years off from comedy when I was just like really bad drinking and getting in trouble and stuff. So I was just working yeah. at the breakfast place, just drinking every day. But then when I got back into comedy, I was like and got sober. I was like, oh, this is perfect because I have my nights free. And then yeah. I got a job at a fancy restaurant just for a little extra money. But then it turned into one of those things where it's like, well, I can take off a Friday and Saturday or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday to do shows. But then I'm going to miss out on like twelve hundred dollars. Right. Working. So then it becomes this weird balance. Like, it's nice because I can take off. They're very cool with my schedule and I can kind of take off whatever days to take off for shows but I much more prefer shows that are like one nighters in the middle of the week versus like runs for the whole weekend. Cause then it's like, mm -hmm. I'm a feature. I'm only going to get paid $75 a show. So for the whole weekend, I might make 300 bucks, 400 bucks. It's like, yeah, or I could work and make $1,200 in three days. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Oh man. But that, I always that... end up taking the shows because I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care. You know what I mean? You can always make more money. Like yeah. I said, so it's always like, I always end up, <laughs> at the show. So it's cool that you were able to kind of like, I mean, it, it's a shit schedule, but you're still yeah. like, no, this is, but that's the, again, that goes back to, this is just the schedule. Like yeah. there, it's not like, Oh, well you should just quit music or, Oh, you should find another job. It's like, no, this is just what it is at right now. Right. Right. It's just, uh, and I mean, and obviously, I mean, it's fucking LA. So like, it's not cheap to be here. Yeah. And that's know? the other thing, man. <laughs> So you gotta, you really gotta like, you know, grind it um, and sort of like balance, like you said, balance things, navigate things until that sort of like switch happens. You know? Well, and it's supposed to be hard too. It has to be hard. Cause if it was easy, yeah. it would just be the way everyone would do it. Right. You know, it's something my, my dad told me um, and now he was getting me to do chores, but uh, I was cutting the lawn and he told me he was like some of the best things you get in life you're going to work the hardest for yeah um, and that's kind of like this you know it's I love it I there's no way I could not do it you know what I mean like I had yeah. that oh I know exactly what you mean <laughs> so but it's tough you know 
Yeah. And that's the fun thing too, about it is looking back. Cause I listen to a lot of podcasts and so I'll hear be it sports or um, comedy or music or anything like that. But you hear people talk about it and they talk about doing the shitty gigs and all that kind of stuff, which is the stuff that we've done. You and I have both done those shitty yeah. gigs. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Like I know exactly what the, and now the, the goal is to get to where they are, but it's like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm closer to them than I am when I started because I've done those shitty gigs. I played those rooms with no people or I've done the rooms that are super packed, but then nobody's like into it or, you know, like all sorts of shit like that. Or you just yeah do a bar show. They leave. The, uh, I don't know if this happens in music. Cause you know, it's, it's a sound thing, but like I've done comedy shows at bars before where they leave the TVs on and there's like a game on. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, we're in a sports bar. You're, it was your idea to have comedy and you're going to leave yeah, the TV. Like what so the fun. fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what about background noise <laughs> yeah and it's one thing because i joke with some friends because these worlds intertwine all the time music and comedy because you know yeah. there are certain comics who only like not only but for a lot of them they'll play like music venues because they like that better than comedy clubs because they're they're more free to do whatever the fuck they want they don't have like a general manager coming in like oh you can't tell that joke or try to ease up off this yeah. so they'll play rock venues or music venues and i and i've performed on shows with musicians and it's weird because the music is something where you can like eat and talk and have a good time and it's in the background but you could still like like it you know what i mean like you could still like right. be like oh this is good in daytona i remember when you guys got that gig at the band shell that was awesome oh man you remember yeah. that yeah dude yeah, because uh, so for people listening, the band shell is a, a very large music venue. It's an outdoor, almost like a almost like an amphitheater. And I remember that kind of just happened happenstance. And you called me or texted me and you're like, hey, we're doing this show here. And I remember I got out there. And what was that like to like play that sort of like big ass venue at that time? Because you guys were all still really young. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of like, wow, that. I like kind of forgot about that whole deal. Um, well, I don't know if you remember this, but I used to have that disposable camera and I take random pictures. I still have all those pictures. No way. Yeah, oh, I still have all of them. God. I still have that picture of us, of you and Foolish and Hannah sitting on the bed at La Quinta and you're just sitting there like this, like all glazed. Oh, over. shit, dude. Yeah, I still have wow. all that shit. I just never threw them away. And it's weird because like it's it's just a, a, a you know a huge amalgamation of different pictures but i just yeah i still have them so i was looking at them before we got on and then i saw the pictures from the band shell and i was like i couldn't imagine like being a couple years into comedy and someone being like hey do you want to do this giant venue yeah man and it was with um the arena league um uh, what was the name there was a uh, the arena like football league like yeah, one of those random like regional football, indoor football. Yeah, things. and so and I I feel like it was like me and Foolish we were working like Maui Nicks and stuff and, like at the surf shop. Yeah, and... I remember he worked at the <laughs> surf shop. I worked at a surf Has shop. Has that tattoo across his neck and he's like, "What board yeah. you looking for, man?" He's a manager, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Daytona. You're right, you know, like. Super cool, you know. Shouts out to Maui Next too. They uh great, great place, um, great company. Um yeah, and I, I feel like we were just working there. We weren't even like and they were looking for 
like someone and I, I don't really know how the whole business like transaction how we actually like to say okay you guys are performing I just know that we had like a couple of good songs that we were shopping around like demo type stuff and uh, um, yeah like they were like oh well because they had to rent that space and the store was like next to the band show. Yeah, I remember it was right across so, the street. Yeah, in the Ocean Walk Plaza. Uh, so, yeah, they booked us, and it, it was, it was great, man. Like the energy, like I'd never been on, like at that point, on like a stage like that, and like the cheerleaders were there. Yeah, dancing. I remember. <laughs> I remember you know, walking like, up being like, holy shit, because you, you I had heard your music and, you know, I knew everybody and we used to, uh, like I said, we used to drink together and party together. And I knew you yeah. were obviously went off and recorded and stuff, but I had never seen it like live, like at like such a professional level. And I remember yeah. walking up being like, oh, this is happening. Like it's happening. That's that's actually not a, like I'm recalling the feeling, that feeling of like one of the first, because like, we had did like the talent show at high in high school, you know, yeah. and you know, we had, um, we were with the Rough Riders for a, for a little bit, but we were like super young, like 15, 16 years old. So, and then the whole like Rough Riders like label sort of dissolved. And so there went that, because basically they were telling us like, oh, when you guys get older, you know, we could do more stuff for you. But we had never, like, I'd never heard my music, like, come back to me, like, through, like, that kind of speaker system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, it's, there's a huge you know, difference like, between playing smaller venues and then playing, like, a real music venue. Yeah, dude, like, that rush, that feeling of being on, like, a stage like that and hearing the sound come out and, you know, everybody on the beach side can hear it that feeling is you know i'm forever chasing that high you know? yeah absolutely i had one show like that where i invited a bunch of people and it was a small room but it was packed and i've told this story yeah. but i got on stage and the stage was like shaking and it didn't matter what i said like every joke was like boom boom and i again like you said it's forever like i want that feeling every time as many yeah. times as i can get it that's what i want yeah that same yeah. kind of like you're hearing the music come through the monitors and you know everyone within like a mile radius can hear you yeah dude <laughs> like and you work you work hard you know to get there and like that that was like a little glimpse a little taste of like what's possible you know i think ever since i mean i was never gonna quit but like i didn't know how far i was gonna take this or how it was all panning out because i was in the group you know so yeah i had no intentions of going independent and doing my own thing like now so but yeah if you don't mind my asking you actually just uh brought something up that kind of triggered something in my head but yeah what when you decided to go to la did you run that by like everybody or were you just like i'm going no i mean uh it was i basically it was my own decision because by that time everyone sort of was off doing their own thing and yeah like i had went to atlanta and i was staying with um you know uh big lou who was managing me you know who i remember big lou i remember yeah. big lou you know much love to big lou and his family um uh, you know and so you know dom was back in new york and you know, Jay Nice, I think he's like in South Florida and, and the different things like that. People were kind of just 
off and I was basically, I guess like the last one that was still like, you know, doing everything towards the music. Okay. And so it, the, the group had almost dissolved before you even decided to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then once I like, you know, went through some things and then kind of like saw the world for what it was, you know, eventually, you know, some people call it like woke and whatever. Um, but then I just started to take matters into my own hands. And yeah. when I, when I came back to Orlando and I was with my band and we were doing like the punk rock hip hop fusion, yeah. we were playing like coffee shops and high society, which was off of uh, Cimarron. They were the ones who was like, Hey, you should take this. Cause I was thinking like, I'm just going to go to London, which I did go to London, but damn, I was thinking about just, uh, <laughs> just pick up and pull a Hendrix, you know, Jimi Hendrix ended up going there and that's how he like became Jimmy, you know? So. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the thing is when you, you're so passionate about it and I know this is from experience and it's just you, it's like, fuck it. Like I'll go wherever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like that's yeah. why I picked up and moved to Oklahoma city. Cause my cousin was like, Hey man, like we've got a little bit of a scene here and we're doing shows four or five nights a week. And I was like, all right, I got nothing here. Like I'm drunk every day, like yeah. not, not doing anything. And at the time there wasn't really a big scene in Daytona as far as comedy. So I was like, all right, I'm out. And I just left. Yeah. And I, yeah. I joke. I, yeah. And I joke with people all the time. Cause I experienced this a lot when I was living in Oklahoma city, but they were like, you're from Florida. That's so cool. And it's like, you can move. Like you yeah. don't have to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just go. Yeah, you can do it. Just like get out of here, you know? Yeah. So you were talking about being in Orlando um, with the band. Um, I wanted to bring this up because this is this is so funny. You had sent me this story. The Sausage Castle is something I am familiar with. Oh. Only because longtime uh, guest Marcus Crespo, who I feature for a lot, he um, one of my best buddies. We have a little comedy trio, the Clam Jam, and we go on tour and stuff together. He has told me crazy stories about this place. And then you had sent me a text and literally in the text, it said the sausage castle. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How does. My friend from Daytona, who's in the hip hop world, you know, end up at the Sausage Castle. <laughs> so, oh, man. Explain like, what it is for everybody listening who doesn't know about it. All right. So, I mean, the Sausage Castle, to me, it's it's, you know, it's this big fucking house and like property. And it's almost farm like because like it's in central Florida, it, correct? Yeah, it's like towards like St. Cloud or or something because we were I was staying because I had um I just got this condo over next like by full sale. Okay. So in Orlando, got it. Yeah, in Orlando. And so like uh there was in my I had a roommate that moved in that I was recording with. He was like my engineer and he was from Detroit. Shout out to Young Breeze. And shouts out Young Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm tagging everybody in this episode. Yeah, you know, you know, so uh, yeah, so like he was, there was this party bus that you could take, like was come, it would pick you up from down the street and occasionally they would go to the Sausage Castle. Now, here's how, it's tricky how I even got in that mix 
because yeah, because that doesn't seem Marcus. I understand, and for people who have heard his episodes, that makes total sense. But for you, I, when you sent that to me, I was like, "How does this even happen?" Dude, it was it was fucking crazy. So before that, I had uh, my Puerto Rican friend um, Alex, and he we would go out. I, I forget how I even met this kid, but um, so like. <laughs> I don't even remember how I even met him, really. Um, but so we would go out to um, fuck um, right there on like uh, Orlando and all of the clubs right there. Yeah, what we call it, like Church Street Station and all that. And his sister is like this; she's like super hot, gorgeous. Um, and so we were in VIP at this club one night, and uh, Mike Busey comes in. And okay. so people who don't know Mike BC, Gary BC's son, um, very eccentric uh, yeah, person. Very eccentric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it turns out his bodyguard, Eddie, was like, they were checking out the chick that was with us, was Alex's sister, and they wanted to like talk to her or whatever. But in order to do that, you know, like we like tagged along with. So that's actually how we connected that's how we met okay um, and so like through that so then i kind of like knew him and i would see him in vip different times i go out and then my roommate tells me hey like we taking the party bus down to uh, mike busey's place the sausage castle and i'm like oh i know you know like we've hung out and partied together in the club but yeah i'm down to go you know like, <laughs> I actually, like, you know like because i was mainly in touch with the bodyguard um at the time and I still like try to reach out here and there to him. And so I'm like, yo, like I'm coming through. So yeah, dude, we get on this bus and we got our bottles in the back and we're just like chugging on the way. And it's just a bunch of college kids um, just drinking out the bottle, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah. It's like, it's like a country song, you know? <laughs> 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 you know? Drinking out of bottles on this bus, going to a farm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so we get there and I don't remember much. Like, I remember coming in, there's like drawings all over the wall. There's like in there, they've got like these. Well, I don't know how they have it now, but at the time, um, there's like little like penises drawn, like painted all over the walls. Oh, and wow. Yeah, dude, it was, a, it's, you know, it's a freaking like visual, like craziness. Um and I just remember, like, I'm walking through, and I'm wearing my Gucci shoes, dude. And I had just used them for a photo shoot. And I'm glad. Good thing that... you got those photos. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I got. I did the photo shoot first. Yeah. Um, and I'm like walking, and I just, I vaguely, I remember because at this time I wasn't blackout yet. I was like, yeah, there's that weird space in between blackout and really drunk where you like you can piece it together enough i stole a car one time in that in that weird space <laughs> that was in Shit. daytona and then the guy oh, who well. pulled me over was a buddy i played high school football with wow damn yeah. I, I didn't <laughs> steal it it was a friend's car and he went inside to do something and i was like he's taking too long so i jumped in and started driving but oh. that was in that what you're talking yeah. about that like kind of brown zone not blacked out but not cognizant right. Yeah, exactly. And like, I remember I'm walking through, I'm like, I find myself outside and he's got like pigs running around. And 
there's a pigsty. I cannot <laughs> picture you outside at a farm like with wild or with uh, domesticated animals all around you. Dude, and, and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm like not dressed like. So no, you're wearing like, Gucci shoes. What do you mean? You're not dressed <laughs> at all for this. Yeah, dude, like, and I'm freaking like, I'm walking through the mud. And at some point, <laughs> I go, I, I, I'm mashing through the mud. <laughs> then I guess I like walk out of my shoes because they were getting stuck. And I remember I'm like, when I come to again, like I'm back like with people, but no shoes on. So you just so kept going. I just kept going, dude. Walked right out of them and kept going. <laughs> yeah, I just kept going. Um, Did you find them? Did you go back? Like what? So what happened? So you, you you end up next time you like can remember you're around a bunch of people, no shoes on. Then what happens? You go back into the blackout or what happened? Yeah, I, I go back into the blackout and the next I wake up because I don't remember anything. But apparently, you know, obviously I was got home safe. Yeah. Um, oh, so you wake up at home. You don't like yeah. pass out at the farm. You wake up at home. I wake up at home. Okay. Um, That's always and, so weird when you travel in a blackout because it's always like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You dude. walk outside. I remember, I don't know if you remember when I had that house by the beach. There were so many mornings when I walked outside, and this is nobody should drink and drive. That's very bad. But there are so many mornings when I walked yeah. out and my car was like, like half <laughs> in the driveway, half in the lawn. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess I got home. It's like that scene out of uh, old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After the party. After the Mitchapalooza. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many nights. Yeah. So you wake up at home. Do you I, I have wake, your shoes? What, like, what's going on? I didn't have any shoes. Um, I still have my socks. So, like, I was clothed just minus the shoes. Covered I in wake, mud? Covered, yeah, covered in mud everywhere. Just dirty. Yeah. You know? Just, like, really just dirty. Like, I don't know. And... I'm I'm like because it was the condo I had it was upstairs downstairs so my room was upstairs so I wake up and I'm literally laying on the stairs oh, like, I, like I didn't even make it to my door like I pass out I'm on the stairs I don't know how I slept like that you're inside you're good as long as you're in the house everything's good yeah. I was in I was good my roommate was on the floor downstairs and we both wake <laughs> up <laughs> We both wake up and say, how did we get home, man? And it was like, whoa, dude, that's crazy. Like, we're glad we got home, but who the hell got us home? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, because you took the bus there, so you don't, you didn't apparently, the party I mean, bus. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing we somehow maybe in our blackout state partied back onto the bus. And then, you know, the bus came back and dropped us off. And where the bus would pick us up and drop us off was the same spot. So it was basically like two blocks from where we stayed. And just muscle memory, just going. Yeah, pretty much. Like walking home down the street, covered in mud, no shoes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you what happened That's, to the shoes? Ah, uh, uh, the world may never know. You never went back? <laughs> I never went back. I never even like I just I chucked it up. I'm like, those shoes are lost outside in the mud. Like charge it to the game, I guess. You know, God, I'd be calling Busey. I'd be it. calling the bodyguard. I'd be calling everybody. Like, hey, you guys got my shoes? Yeah, dude. Uh man. Damn. That's that I can't I still can't get over you in that environment at all. Dude, yeah. I mean, and it, it was crazy because like 
some of the kids that that we were there with they were like i had played a couple shows like around at like a coffee shop and there was a, a hookah lounge called high society that was like close to where we stay so i had seen some of them so like on the bus they're like oh shit you know jay claude's here and i'm like yo what's up yeah that's the <laughs> best feeling is when people are like yeah yeah that's cool yeah that's oh man get on the bus going to a farm and people are like man it's jay claude what's up and you're like i don't know yeah. just going to a farm man i guess we're going to a party you know yeah like, pass a bottle <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of partying <clears throat> maybe a little too hard yeah. I wanted to save this story for last because this is something that I would definitely do. I have done before um, between getting in fights and just getting out of control a little bit. Mm. But your timing on this is exceptional because of what you had going on. Tell the story about uh, you were in Daytona. Um, you had to get to Tampa to open for Florida and craziness ensues. Tell that story. I want to hear that story. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Set the whole thing up. So uh, when you sent it to me, you said you were living in Atlanta, but you happened to be in Daytona. Is that what was going yeah, on? Yeah, so I was staying in Atlanta, and <laughs> I uh, now here, here's another part about the story, too, is I flew in, and I had just, for the first time, smoked um, California Kush. Okay. So... It was like my first time, like, oh, like, I'm like, you know, I'm a rapper now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it. <laughs> you know, Fuck like the band shell. I got California Kush now. You know, like, I got that Cali bud, you know what I mean? I had never been here yet, still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I mean, like, dude, shit was, they were calling it like Fruity Pebble. Um, <laughs> and I actually, I actually brought some with me through the airport, but oh, Jesus. I, I don't want to, uh, you know, Oh yeah, we've we've had a guest on here who talked about he forgot he had shitty American cocaine in his bag when he went to Colombia, and it was fine going there. But then coming back, he told the story about them being like, "No, you're in Colombia flying to Miami. We have drug dogs everywhere." Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even think about it because it wasn't a lot, but you know it was enough, and so I was. So that's kind of yeah, like. So you're coming. You fly from Atlanta. Do you fly into Daytona or Orlando? I fly into Orlando and Harry Potter picks me up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's my dude, man. You know, I love that guy. Um, So I forgot about that. And I got pictures with him. Yeah, man. So um, we come in and they were staying in the same uh, complex where me and Hannah stayed. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were staying like just like around the way a little bit. So it was like Damn. him, um, Ty, and like the some of the whole like crew. Yeah, wow, so, holy shit, blast from the past. Yeah, man. He's up, uh-huh. bang, bang, what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's Halloween. God, and, I and, have so many pictures from that Halloween party we had at that same complex, but anyway. Uh, oh yeah, man, those are great. Yeah. Uh, man, still like I, I haven't been able to top some of those parties yet. God, that would uh, So I and like I really should have just went straight to Tampa. But yeah. so I tell have, set up. I don't mean to interrupt you, but set up because for people listening, um, 
it's weird because being in the entertainment business, it's, it's like, these things don't just happen. Like how did, I mean, sometimes they do just happen, but how did the, how did it work out where you're going to open for Flowrider? Like how did you have that set up before you came here? Were you coming in town just strictly for that? Like what was going on? I, um, I had played like some like shows in Atlanta Okay, and people, it wasn't, it was like one of those ones where like, they didn't know how to take me. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing like, you know, I never did like that real, like sort of down South sound that everyone was used to at the time. Like yeah. I wasn't trying to be Lil Wayne and all of that. Like, you know, I always had like a clear, crisp sort of sound and one of the guys at i think i don't it was like a bar kind of thing i was doing and the crowd was just little staring at me it was the first time i performed i had this song called ride and i was like oh my gangsters ride bangers ride you know yeah yeah slang is ride you know and like people were like just i guess they were just shocked you know yeah. and i was up there by myself um, I got off and one of the guys was like, hey, like, um, there's something going on in like a few months or whatever. I forget how the timeline works, but, you know, it's Flowrider. If you go to this thing, you can possibly open up for them. Okay. So somebody saw you and then booked you for the other, the other. Yeah. Event. Okay, and cool. I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, Florida, that's where I'm from. And yeah, this and that. So and that's why we play those shitty shows, because you never know what could happen. Yeah. You know, I feel like this probably was just a guy in the bar having a drink and watching some live music and, you know, stumbled across me, I guess. Um, there's nothing really came after that, you know, okay, like I did yeah. it, but um, to go back. So I say to myself, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go, but I'm going to stop in Daytona and yeah. I work the whole thing out. And I'm like, then I'll drive down to Tampa and, you know, I'll be able to do like it was basically like an audition to open. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're in, you fly to Orlando, Harry Potter picks you up. You're hanging with the whole crew. You think yeah. I should probably just go straight to Tampa, but what happens? So I stay and it's Halloween and we're like, all right, well, since I'm in town and it's been a minute and we're smoking on some Cali bud. Yeah. Um, so we're like, let's go to Razzles. Yeah. Razzle dazzle, baby. So yeah. You know, so we go How many to Razzle. days before the show is this? How many days this prior was to two days? You... Like okay, two days before I was supposed to be in Tampa. Okay, okay. So you... and we go, go down to Seabreeze Boulevard. Always a good idea. Always a great idea. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, and we we go in. Everything's fine. So I'm in there. I'm chilling. You know, I'm feeling away. You know, because like I'm in town. I'm about to do the Flowrider thing. Yeah. You know, like you oh know, yeah, swagged out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. I think I have like I was just shopping in Atlanta, so I had like new clothes that, you know, I'm like, I'm kid is back. Clothes. I'm not here. I'm not moving back home. I'm just here doing. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working you know right now. Yeah, I know that <laughs> feeling. So you know, so I'm stunting a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, so the drinks are flowing, and this chick comes. I'm dancing with this chick, and so she invites me into VIP. Okay. So I go in the VIP with her and I'm there for a bit and I'm like, but yo, like my friends are still like down. They're not up here. So I want to get my friends in the VIP. Yeah. So And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty drunk by this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty drunk with all the confidence in the world. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm about to do a big show. I'm having some drinks. Man, we're in Daytona. This is my town. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, I pretty much made it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck are you, man? You know who I am? So, <laughs> like Talking I to a been... guy who became a bouncer right out of Seabreeze and has never gotten another job. You're like, man, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I go, I grab my friends and I'm like, all right, I'm about to get y'all in VIP. And so we come back and the bouncer lets me up, but then he doesn't let them up because they didn't have the wristband. Yeah. The chick gave me one, but I'm like, well, shit, they with me, they come too, you know? Yeah. And so he stops them. So then I turn, I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, like they with me and stuff. And so I'm talking to the guy. And he's like, sir, calm down. Just <laughs> <laughs> chill so out, like, man. Don't tell me to chill out. <laughs> you chill out. You just... <laughs> What's up? So, um, uh, so I'm there and I'm so like, uh, I'm so out of it kind of that I'm talking to him and then I'm motioning for my friends to sneak behind me. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like right in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> no look at me look at me guys 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 <laughs> oh my god um. <laughs> so uh yeah so that's what happens and then do they go like, do they try to sneak behind you no like they were like no we're not doing it there was <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, you so lost your mind. He's, he's like, he's like, sir, you gotta, you gotta calm down. Like I'm gonna have to, uh, have to like move you or remove you or something. And, uh, Adrian, a potter tells me he was like, cause I was now I'm fading into the black and yeah. You know, that in between stage. Yeah. And apparently he was like, I'm gonna have to remove you. And then I just like got like really like stone right there. And I was just like, make me. Yeah. Or like something or like move me. You're going to remove me. Yeah. I was like, do it. There's those weird words that you hear. Like when you're in that state that you're just like, no, fuck this. Like it's on. I remember one time I put my head through a guy's window because (laughs) you would have been proud of me, man. He was trying to talk to Hannah and I didn't like the cut. I didn't like the cut of his jib. And he was just like, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, and as he was rolling up his window, the short version, as he's rolling up his window, he goes, well, fuck you, Frosted Flake. And I was in that halfway in between stage and just hearing fuck you, Frosted Flake. I was like, we, I can't abide this. Like this is, so I turn and I put my head through the guy's window and I went, I can't hear you. Boom. (laughs) Shattered it everywhere. Him and his oh, friends got jumped out and kicked my ass. But I know that feeling of like when you when he's like, I'm going to have to remove you. And then you're just like, wait, what? Excuse yeah, me? Like, I was like, I do it or whatever. Um, and the thing is, is that like I have some training, you know, so I yeah. studied martial arts. So you built a boxing gym, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, like so he needed help. <laughs> yeah. So it's me and I'm like, I'm basically doing like, I'm basically, I'm stopping him. And then there's like five bouncers and I'm just turning and swinging. Okay. So he, so he said the, we're going to have to remove you. You got, you got stoic and you're like, well then fucking do it. And then it's on. Yeah. He reaches to grab me and then I just basically start fucking him up. Yeah. Um, 
and then he like he gets help people start coming and so in the midst of it i'm like basically just turning like something out of a fucking i don't know bruce lee movie yeah like some crazy shit and it's just like i'm just turning and swinging anybody in the like that circles me yeah anybody who gets near you yeah i'm just turning and swinging in the midst of that now the cop from the door comes in and i hit him oh shit in the midst of it because you're just swinging you're not paying attention yeah but when i hit him i knew (laughs) like (laughs) Holy shit, my bad, man. I thought you were just one of these bouncers. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Everybody pause. Can we take that back? Can we rewind it just like 10 seconds? <laughs> oh, my God. I know that feeling. Like, wait a second. Can we just yeah, dude, like, bring it back like, 15 seconds, man? <laughs> like, oh, shit, my bad, bro. You good? <laughs> so, um, Unfortunately, oh, shit, my bad doesn't work. It didn't work, man. And in that moment where I finally, like, that was a sobering moment. Yeah, for um, sure. So then I stopped and then they were able to get me. So, and then basically, dude, they like pushed, they had me on the ground. And then like, he like cuffed me and they literally dragged me out. And Holy shit. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, I remember like people were still waiting in line to get in and they were screaming like, hey man, pick that man up. Like you ain't got to drag him. They were sort of like dragging me on my stomach. Like, Holy shit. I'm cuffed. They wouldn't stand me up. They drugged me with my hands behind my back. Jesus. Um, that was, it was pretty crazy. Um, and then, so they, so he took me down to the station. At, um, the, at the moment when you get handcuffed, are you thinking, fuck, I have a show in two days? Yeah. Cause that's, yeah, like, I, I, or are you just more concerned with what's happening right then and there? Or were you, cause I know the artist in you is like, fuck like i've got something i gotta do yeah at that moment i started like yeah like i'm like all right like how am i gonna get out of this yeah and i mean i'm still like pretty hyped and my adrenaline i'm trying to like calm myself down but then like they were making it worse by the dragging part yeah for sure and so i mean you know, it's a club. People get drunk. Shit happens. Like, yeah, like that's the thing, too, is it's like. Like, it's it's so weird because it's it, it reminds me of that scene in Boondock Saints, which I know you've seen where he's like the Russians come back to the house and he's like, it was a fucking bar fight, asshole. Like, we don't need yeah. to make this big of a deal of it. And I've right. had plenty of fights where people go over the edge and it's like, dude, like we're just a couple of guys like fighting like like it's we're basically wrestling around like you don't need to fucking break you know destroy someone's car or threaten their life or like pull a right. gun like especially yeah. when people like pull guns and shit i'm like dude that's not what we're doing here like we're just trying to like calm down yeah we're just hashing it out like a couple of men you know yeah exactly so then now you're getting arrested you're in handcuffs getting drug out and what what ends up happening like how what how what, <coughs> what happens next so it's interesting because like he takes me and they're trying to like figure out like obviously like I don't have any, I don't have a record. Yeah. And stuff. So they're like, this is like, you know, outside of my character. Yeah. Um, and so I go to the station, but then like the, the cops at the stations were being like, it's straight assholes, man. And so are. it up, it like amped me back up. 
So then I'm like talking to him, like, you know, fuck you. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know who I am and, and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically enough, I saw a couple of my cousins in there when I <laughs> <laughs> they know who I am. So I was like, I got family in here, like I'm good. It was good. <laughs> like, oh, so they were on the other side, they were working? No, they were, you know. They oh, were, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought you were like, oh, hey, process that paperwork, man. Let me get out of here. Yeah. Well, the the thing is that one of my friends had, uh, I think, like his mom or somebody worked in the jail. Okay. So that is what happened. So, like, and are you in day, a Daytona holding cell or are you in the Volusia County Jail? I'm in the, <clears throat> what was it? It was the one up 92. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's the jail. That's the Volusia County. That's the actual yeah. jail. Yeah, I was there. So um I'm in there and like I'm like, shit, like what the fuck am I gonna do? Like, you know, I gotta be over there. I'm thinking about how much money do I have left? Like all of this stuff. Yeah, post bail or something, do something. Yeah. Um, and it was like the craziest, like coolest thing, I guess. Um, is one of my friends like, like a parent or somebody worked in the jail and they knew the situation it was I'm just trying to get my friends a VIP is where it all started yeah just you know being a I good mean? friend man yeah I'm just being a good friend so um, the story gets passed up and the next day who do you call I, I again I, I'm just so fascinated by this because being I you know I've been arrested eight times now and so it's so fascinating to me like it's not as easy to get a call out as people think like and you have to know the number. I don't know how it is in Volusia County, but like you don't have your phone on you when I was getting arrested in Broward and Palm Beach and stuff like you have to know who to call. So who right. did you like who did you call? Like, how did that work? I honestly I didn't call anyone. Because, oh, so Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, thank God, like him and uh, Kira. OK. Um, they were there when it happened. So they started scrambling. Good. That's awesome, man. And especially when you have people you can rely on, man, that's so key. Yeah. They, uh, they started scrambling on my behalf. And so they passed the, passed the story along, passed the word up. And so the next day, like, and I saw like, you know, like the same cop and I was just on one dude. Oh yeah. I was just on one that night. It was like they were uh, they were harassing me when yeah. I was in there. They was like, "Oh, you think you, whoever, whatever." You know, at this point, I'm in now. So now, however it goes down, I gotta like protect my rep. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> so, it's one of those things too, where it's like, and this is no offense to anybody, I guess, but whatever, take it however the fuck you want. It's my show. I'll do what I want. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like. <laughs> I get it. Like you are here. This is your job. And I'm just visiting, like doing a show. And yeah, you might not have heard of me, but eventually one day you probably will. Yeah. I understand that makes you feel some sort of way, but you don't need to take it out on me. Like, yeah. that's not what we're doing here. Like I, there's so many times that like, you're just like, come on, man. I know you probably don't like your situation. You know, your kids are fuck ups. You know, you don't like the marriage you're in. You're stuck working the shitty job. But you don't got to right. take that out on me because I made one mistake. Like, I remember when I spent months at the gun club um, for my uh, for violations of probation, like I was going to leave and they're like, wow, we'll probably see you soon. Kids with guys that get DUIs and violate always end up coming back. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Like, you want to be yeah. like, fuck 
you, but you can't, or else they'll just pull you back in. And it's right. like, God damn it, man. Yeah, they start wishing like bad shit to happen to you and shit. Yeah, like, it's like that, that's, that's not that. necessary, bro, man. Come on. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so basically what ended up happening is the next day I finally like I'm cooled down and I'm sitting there and they take me before I'm like cuffed with this other guy and it's like a whole line of us. Oh, yeah. We we're going before the judge, like an arraignment kind of thing. And the judge is just like, you know, passing and they read the thing. And so when they get to me, they say whatever is going to, I forget what happens to the guy that I'm with. And then they, um, they get to me and I'm like, okay, like James Wiggins, whatever. Um, and then a guy stands up and says, and it's like, your honor, um, this guy was arrested to um, basically get control of a situation. And however he worded it, something like that, because they were trying to say I was inciting a riot. Oh, you that's know? what they charged you on? Yeah. Oh, shit. Inciting a riot? Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> Again, dude, it was a bar fight. Like, chill. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, the bouncers came. And I mean, there were people cheering for me during while I was like defending myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously they're like, damn, that dude's taking on bouncers. <laughs> yeah, we love to see that as a patron of the bar or the club. I'd be like, fuck yeah, fuck them up. Yeah, you know. So, um, but uh, yeah, so when they, however he said it, and so that's how um, she, the judge let me go. Um, oh, so with, they just straight up said basically subject or the um, person was detained just to get control of a situation. There was no actual, yeah. you know, the charges are basically bullshit. Yeah, there was no real charges pressed. Okay. So I was able Wow, so to, the judge just, boom, punched the gavel. You're out of there? I'm out of there. Who and came to pick you up? It was Potter. Of course he did, man. Yeah, dude. They came through for me. Him and uh, Ty, you know, C4. Ride together, die together, baby. Yo, like, and I got to my audition and I opened. <laughs> the funny part about it is right after that, you know, I spent a day, I'm like, damn, man, thank you. Like, that shit was crazy. And I'm like coming down and I get to the, I get to Tampa and I open for Flowrider. But then Flowrider starts to go on. And then something happens where the club that we were playing at, the people didn't pay him. We're sitting in VIP. Yeah. And then something happens there between his camp and the venue. Oh shit. Yeah. So the guy who like was running the thing, <laughs> this is crazy. Like afterwards, he come because we were supposed to get paid some money for that. Yeah. Doing a show. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was supposed to get paid some money. And I'm in VIP. I'm like, man, what the fuck is this dude? Man, the shit is about to close. It's over. Like, I don't even know like where to go, like in the back or who to talk to. And I'm by myself. Yeah. You know, a lot of times most of the things I was I do is like just me um and the guy finally shows up and he's all beat up oh shit he's all beat up and this is like the club manager yeah and he's like man the flow rider people they jumped me or you know or that's what he said i don't know they jump you or you weren't gonna pay him his money like there's yeah yeah. exactly those fucking a lot of those club managers are scummy as shit man there's so many shows i've done where it's like you're going to drag your feet hoping what I leave before you pay me like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. So he didn't want to pay. 
and he didn't pay us either. And Damn. I, was, I, I felt bad for him because, like, you know, like. You got the shit kicked out of him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, man. I think it was only going to be, like, 100 bucks or something. But, yeah. like, I was looking forward to that money because I was blowing money in the club, like, two days yeah. ago. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's a that's a fantastic story. I love shit like that because I I know that feeling of like, fuck you. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah man. That was uh, interesting. Oh, man. Well, plug everything. Plug everything one more time. Let everybody know about the album where they can find you. Uh, let me know. Uh, yeah, just let everybody know. Yeah. So In Plain Sight is available now streaming on all sites sources um j claude that's j dash c l a u d um you can follow me on instagram at j claude 37 um you can just google i also have my own brand and that i'm working on called higher learning um that's h-i-y-e-r learning.com um so check the website out um great music and hopefully I have a video coming right now. We're on a couple playlists on Spotify. We're kind of like moving up the chains. There you go. I saw you shooting the video. I saw the pictures you had on the Instagram. That was pretty cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that was actually for um, one of the guys that's featured on the album, um, a song called City Life. And that's Geek. Okay. Um, and he's dropping his album coming up. So we're kind of like a little camp that... Um, well, we got going on here in LA. So we're going to be shooting a City Life music video coming up, hopefully, if they relax some of these COVID restrictions. And yeah, you know, so we're just going to keep an eye on it. But yeah, so check everything out. It's available in it's plain a- sight. Uh, best album of the year. Beautiful <laughs> thing, man. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, um, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is fun. This was oh God. Some it of those great. stories. We got to have you back Uh, next time you have something coming up. We'll get you back on. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Of course, uh, BrennanTComedy.com. I've got some upcoming dates. Um, You want to check that out. And then also Brennan T Comedy on all social media. Please subscribe, rate and review uh, the podcast. But only if you're going to give us five stars. If not, go fuck yourself. Um, This is another episode of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I'll talk to you all next week. Beautiful.